Hi, everyone. Welcome to Snarky with Mike Feeney. I'm your host, a very famous, soon-to-be Instagram influencer. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year. Hope you're feeling good. It's 2022. Have you resoluted yet? Have you met all your resolutions and then conquered them in an act of defiance and uh, motivation? Probably not, right? It's probably only five days into the year or something like that. You haven't done much, but don't worry, there's still time. That's the beauty of January. January is a who cares month. You know, if you were born in January, who cares? Not me, not any of us. If you're having a birthday party in January, sorry, cuz January, you know? So you're alone, and that's fine, and it's a long month, but it's a month that, like, we all just celebrated December. We all just celebrated Christmas or Hanukkah. We're done. We're tired, man. New Year's Eve came and went. We've, we've done. We've celebrated it all. We've spent a lot of money. January is cold and miserable. We're going to stay inside. We're going to do stuff for low money, no money. We're going to not really want to go out. So if you're hanging, th- there's a good chance I'm not coming if it's January. All right? But hey, it's still early. You know, who knows? Who knows? Today, we got some changes, by the way, going on. That I just want to peel you in behind this curtain here to let you know what's going on behind the scenes, as is the last episode of the year last year and the first episode of the, this year of Snarky. I am without a producer. I'm without Nicole. I'm doing this one man band style, cymbal, drums, kazoo, the works, okay? I'm pressing record, then I'm running over here, then I'm sitting down, and I'm making sure that's done, and I'm keeping time over here. Everything, it's, it's, it's not as. It's not hard in 2022 with the amount of technology that you have. It is a lot of bandwidth in your brain to also have to worry about. So we miss Nicole, and we hope she's doing well, and uh, she's done, you know, giving malaria to whoever else is around her. But um, other changes so far we're making to Snarky in 2022. Look at this. Moving on up, baby. We're doing, I don't even think this is a turtleneck. I think this is like a, I don't know what you call this sort of situation. It's kind of like a uh, half mock. Is it a mock? Is I never knew what a mock turtleneck was. Is that what this is? Is it because it pretends to be? I think if it was all the way up here, this is turtleneck. Now I'm Owen Wilson and Meet the Parents. Now I'm like Tom in succession. But down here, just a little bit, a little bit of neck, you know? And there, I don't know what it is about this, but this little sweater hoodie thing makes me feel like I can speak fluent French. Don't you feel that way when you put on some certain clothes? You just want to be like, you know, I know, or like, you know, a much better fake French accent, but something like we want to be like, oh, that's really good. Huh? That's that's the sweater talking. Uh, and we're drinking today. We have maybe our least inspired cocktail yet, but um, but I figured the new year, let's start clean. Let's start clean, man. Let's not like get too you know, we're two in the wood. We ended with Coquito last year, which by the way, for me was about 11 minutes ago. So I got to also kind of clean out the system after my milkshake that I just drank essentially. So what we're going here is we're going back to basics, you know, back to the ordinary classic vodka soda. You know, you hear it, just vodka soda. You got it. And so cheers to you all. It's as delicious as it's ever been. Thank you for being part of the show. Thanks for watching the show on YouTube, and thanks for spreading the word about it. I really appreciate it. Now, let me explain why I'm going to be a soon-to-be very famous person on Instagram. I decided to go to the gym, you know, uh, first mistake right there. Everybody makes it, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'm working out next to a woman who is filming herself workout. Now, obviously, we all know as a society, awful person, you know, like bad person. Even if you frame it like I'm doing these workouts so that I can send them to people who are recovering from leukemia, still obnoxious, arrogant, egotistical, go do it on your own time, obnoxious. So I, uh, she's in the, you know, the, the thigh you know, the thigh machine where you just squeeze your legs together. It's like overtly, weirdly sexual for some reason. It's only women on those. I think men are too emasculated to feel like they can be on that machine. There's too much like 
I don't know what it is. There's too much pride. I don't know what it is. It, it never see a guy on there, right? But she sets her camera up in this selfie mode on a little tripod. She had a whole tripod. I mean, she set up a production. I mean, it looks like this right now, you know? And um, she sets it up, and I can see out of the corner of my eye, I'm on the ab machine, you know, just popping out these abs, just forming the rock core foundation that, you know, of John Bastow. And and I'm uh, I'm doing the little ab machine thing here, you know, I'm just doing that. And, and she's right there, and I can see the camera is, I am fully, fully in the frame. And like, even if she cropped it, she's not getting me all the way out, you know? So I don't like that. And I have a couple options here. I could either A, go to move to a different machine, which, no. Because uh, then they get their way. I could also ask her to stop filming, but a person who's filming themselves working on in public, what are the odds they'll be understanding on such a topic as this? Not likely. So I did my only, what I thought was my only move, which is the third option, which is to really overreact on the ab machine, you know, to draw the viewer's attention and to ruin her video. You know, there was nothing else I could do at that point besides torpedo kamikaze start of mission, you know? So while she's doing like the squeezing her thighs and smiling at the camera and doing this and like pretending like she's working out, I'm in the back being like, like I'm making noises. I'm, uh, my face is like overtly strained and I'm, I'm really like yanking and tearing, led to a ton of neck problems the next few days, but it was worth it. And I could just see like me now when she posts this, I'm sure it'll go viral as like dumb white kid with weak core cries or something like that. But just know when it comes out, it was a bit, all right? Because that's, when I, which I understand is what a dumb white kid with a weak core would say if they were caught on film going, but I, but in this situation, it's a little bit of a boy who cried wolf, I understand. But also, it was a bit. So, you know, believe what you will. I don't even believe me, but I, and I was there and did it. So, you know, it is what it is. But you get it, you know? And I come home, had a little soup action, you know? Just going a little bit of, sometimes you just got to mix in a classic lentil. You know, you ever get a lentil after a gym? workout you go you go to the gym then you get a lentil soup because you're like i just want i just want to feel after i work out that like i, I want to have like stomach pain the rest of the day you know like, i i want to have to i want to have to poop and i want to have cramps and i want to have like a to fart a lot that's what i need to really secure this workout let me get some lentil soup so i get lentil soup bring it home not as hot anymore I put it in the microwave and you know, it's like warm. So I'm like, I don't have to make it. I don't have to be on that. But in 30 seconds, maybe, maybe a minute, you know, I put it in there, press the buttons. Life starts living. You know, I'm doing other stuff. All of a sudden I hear it. Just the, you just hear the second you hear your food blow up in the microwave. There's that dread that instantly comes over that you know was 100% avoidable, but you didn't. You didn't cover it. You could have covered it, but you thought, I got this. It's only going to be a few seconds. What kind of soup would explode that fast? The answer, lentil. Lentil explodes like popcorn under a burning flame, apparently, because it explodes everywhere. And I always think I can get away with it. You know, that I can get, I can understand molecularly what's going on inside of the microwave and get to it before things start exploding. And I've never get it. And it goes everywhere. And then I have to spend most of the time uh, cleaning it up. And then I finally do eat the scalding hot soup. And then my body and my ass do the thing that happens in the microwave. Just explosions, explosions, explosions. So lentil soup, you know, so be careful about it, you know, and be careful with your microwave. And that's the way you got to do it. Now, I forgot to tell this story last week because it was more fitting last week because it was Christmas time and all this other stuff, but it's too good not to share it with you. God damn is a vodka soda refreshing, you know? 
Yum. So a couple of weeks back, I was uh, I was at Caroline's for the weekend, and I was working with uh, Angela Johnson Reyes, such a funny comedian and such a nice person. You know, you meet a lot of comedians that come in, uh, the you know, the road comics or whatever, and a lot of egos involved. She was just a real a real sweet person, and you know, I'm doing shows. She does clean comedy, so I got to be clean, which is not a problem for me. You know, but it what it is nerve wracking. When you're on stage and you're not used to having to filter yourself, there is that thing in the back of your head going like, God, just don't say shit. You know, like you're, 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 you're cognizantly worried. It's always at the forefront of your mind. Even when I'm talking, I'm just being like, don't say shit, don't say fuck, don't say piss, don't say cocksucker, don't say motherfucker. Like, I, I'm just like thinking of all the things I can't say, even in jokes that I'm starting to tell and then like a road out, you know, a bridge out fucking sign up in the distance, I see it blinking and my joke is traveling 65 miles an hour towards it and I got to figure out how to jump the bridge. It's a very, you got to do a lot of mental gymnastics and with your words and stuff. So I'm doing these jokes, you know, and I start telling a story on stage that I told on this podcast on Snarky, which is a true story about me being on the Oculus and that kid telling me that I sounded like I was 50 years old and it making me angry. And then me saying, no, I sound like this because I just found out Santa wasn't real. And then he goes, yeah, right. And then he was like, mom. Like, so that's the joke, you know? So I was like, I'm going to tell that on stage. And I told it on stage and it did very well. It did great. It's Christmas time in New York City. It was sold out at Caroline's. Dare I say it crushed? It did very well. So I get off stage. And uh, I'm talking to Angela, and she's like, oh, yeah, my family's here. My sister and their kids are here and stuff. And I go, whoa, 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 kids? She goes, yeah, 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 my, my eight, you know, her eight-year-old and her 11-year-old. Now, I got to tell you, I'm in a quandary in this situation. What do, what do you do if you're me? Do you... Tell her that, oh, I just told a joke about how Santa's not real in to, to those children, apparently, because they were at the show. Or do you not say anything and hope that it skirts by? Well, I'm not one of those cowards, so I go, funny you should say that about the kids. I just told a joke about how Santa's not real. And she went, oh, shit. And I'm like, uh-oh. So now I start to panic. What's going to happen? Are these... I feel bad for the kids. I don't, want, I don't want to be the reason these kids find out Santa's not real, you know? So I'm starting to worry. The mother of the children marches, I mean, directly up to me, directly up to me and goes, hey, thanks for ruining my kid's life, which hit me like right, right at the bottom of your rib, just that solar plexus gut punch where you're like, ah, you feel terrible. My heart sinks. It's, it's the week of Christmas. I feel so bad. I go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Where are your kids? I'll go tell them myself. This just was a joke. Like, I, I'm not even, I, I'm not even from here. Like I just started lying, you know? And she goes, uh, and in the middle of me, like, you know, panicking and just over explaining things, she goes, I'm just kidding. They didn't even, they didn't even catch it. They didn't hear it. Which first my reaction was like, ah. and then my reaction was, hey, so your kids didn't hear it, huh? But you still want to fuck with me? Where's your kids? Hey, Santa's not real. Santa's not real. You know, I wanted to just like grab, mush her out of the way and tell the kids because don't fuck with me. You know, I, I was already upset about it. I was showing empathy, you know, so, but so, uh, you know, her kids didn't find out. I didn't ruin Santa for them because that's the thing you got to remember about kids. They're fucking stupid, okay? So they're not paying attention to things. You think a kid is focusing on some guy they don't know who's talking for 20 minutes on stage? They're not paying attention to what, unless I was like just saying things like free Xbox, free Fortnite, you know, whatever. Then they'd be like, what? But that, only, that can only last for so long. You can't do that for 20 minutes. That's not a sustainable joke model, you guys. You can't do a set like that. I don't know why you think you could, but you can't. So it is what it is. Right, Nicole? I should just throw to Nicole every once in a while, and then Nicole could figure out, you know, how to make that work. But let's probably not do it. It's a lot of work for her. Um, 
let's go on to other things that have happened to me. A lot of weird, good and bad crowd reactions in the past week leading up to Christmas. I was doing uh, some shows at Uncle Vinny's, which I, you know, go there a lot. Love it out there. And it was one of those nights where I just was like, I just wasn't feeling it. You know, the whole way there, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I have no energy. I don't want to do this. I'm yawning. I'm like, I'm not in the mood. And I get to Uncle Vinny's and I go, can I get a coffee or something like that? I just got to like perk up a little bit. I didn't even bring my camera, which I always bring with me to film my sets because I'm like, it's going to probably be light. It was like a Thursday. I'm like, it's probably going to be light. I'm not even going to bother filming it. I show up. It's like pretty packed, of course. You know, it was, it was, it was more than half full, you know? So you're like, God damn it. And uh, which, of course, it's like, and I go up on stage. I got my coffee and frequent uh, and podcast listener and frequent. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say frequent. 100% of the time audience member when I play Uncle Vinny's, Rick from Scranton was there. And I go, this coffee is great. It'd be nice if I had some booze in it. And Rick from Scranton just pulls out a flask, a little like a fifth of uh, some sort of whiskey. I forget what it was now, which I pour that right in the coffee. And next thing you know, I'm having myself a gay old time. You know, I'm talking to two people in the front who, again, because I didn't have my camera, that's the reason I truly believe that's the only reason they were there. If I had the camera set up, they would be in the back somewhere, indistinguishable, unable to be seen. But because I didn't have the camera, front row center, spotlight on them, only two people directly in front of me. And I proceeded to talk to them for probably five minutes because it was some of the most, it was, it was fascinating. It was this couple, they were two young kids, and she was a, she was getting her double master's degree. And I think one of them was in being a doctor, and the other one was like, her other master's was like in business. Like she was just, just, you know, the smartest sounding person I've ever heard, hardest worker ever, you know? So I go to him, I go, what do you do? And he goes, I don't really do much. That's his job thing, which again, compared to her, people are like, what? And then we look at this kid and the kid looks like he cuts his own hair. Like, he, you know, it, it looks like they don't look, they don't look like they belong together. So I, I go, there has to be some reason. A career-oriented woman like this would not be with somebody who doesn't do anything or doesn't have any goal in life or whatever. There's something going on here and I got to get to the bottom of it. And of course, there's always a reason. And what's the reason? He fucking got her in high school. They were high school sweethearts. So he met her in high school and he just brainwashed her, I guess. I don't know. He he tricked this woman into staying with her. But uh, by the time I got done talking to them, I could tell she was going to leave him before the year was over because I really made it known that he's doing nothing with his life. And this woman is so much better than him. And everyone started laughing and applauding and like was kind of in shock that she would even give this guy the time of day. And he was very much not like he was being a great sport about it. Both of them were. But she was having that moment of like, (laughs) does everybody feel this way? Like she kind of had that like, uh oh, why haven't my friends been telling me this? You know, and it's like, I'm sure your parents have been dropping hints subtly for years, you know, but um, it was so funny to just see somebody who like never questions, never seemingly questioned their relationship until that moment. Now, listen, did I want to ruin what seemingly was a six or seven year relationship the week of Christmas? Uh, No, I mean, that's not my plan, but what are comedians but truth tellers, you know? So sometimes we gotta just, never mind. I can't even pretend to be that kind of comedian. That's how much I hate it. Then I do a show at New York Comedy Club. I've been picking up spots left and right because everybody's just dropping like flies from Omnicron. So we've been, Sagalow and I have been picking up, you know, uh, hundreds of spots in New York, somehow just evading all sorts of Omnicron all over the place. And um, I go to do the show in New York and I'm talking to this, I'm telling this joke about a homeless, a run-in with a homeless person that I had, which again, talking about on this podcast, here's the thing, 
if you want to see a lot of what the new jokes I'm doing, watch this podcast because this is my this is my open mic right here for you guys. I mean, it's a mic, it's open, it goes into there. You hear it. Hello. Um, so I uh, I go up to this. I tell this joke, and this homeless guy goes. I mean, this homeless guy. The guy in the front row goes. Um, you should have given that homeless guy a dollar. And at the end of my joke, just apropos of nothing, just interjects with that heckle. And I go, I didn't. And he goes, yeah, but you should have. Like angry at me. And I go, you should have given him a dollar, which is a funny thing to say because he wasn't there and he doesn't know who the guy is. So that's silly to say. Ha 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 ha, silly. And then he goes, I did give him a dollar. Indignant, angry, serious. That was his reaction. So I go, where? Where was this that you gave him? And he goes, I gave it to him on 4th. He's he's making up an address. And I go, shut up. Shut up. No, shut up. Like, he didn't. Shut up. So I interrupt him, and I go, where are you from? And he goes, I'm from Elmira, New York. And Elmira is way up. It's some fucking closer to Buffalo than New York City. And I said, it's the reason that it looks like he cut his own hair. Second time, second audience member in a row, people cutting their own hair. But this guy had like the male short bangs, you know, and they have like the little tiny baby hairs going down here. It just goes like the straight across, but there's all that room above the eyebrow. That's what it looked. And it was like wet, like he wet his hair down. And he also was kind of like weirdly sweaty and he was drinking and he was with his wife who looked, she looked like a lovely person. He looked like an, an animal. And I go, oh, you're from Elmira. And I said, I said the thing about how you look like you, you, you cut your own hair. And he just goes, he goes like this. He goes, don't start. Don't start. I've never, I've never had that in my life. I've never had somebody say, don't start to me. Like, I felt like that guy's kid in that moment who was horsing around by the pool, doing too much horseplay. You know, as we all do when we go like, that was a horse impression, doing horse impressions uh, down by the pool. And it was terrifying because I was like, first off, I wanted to be like, hey, Mick Jagger, I'm starting you up. All right. Don't tell me not to start up because then I'm going to start you up. Uh, And also, I'm not going to start you up because you sound like the type of person who owns many guns, two of which seemingly are probably on you. So I'm going to leave you alone, but I'm going to worry about you. And then it turns out uh, he got kicked out of the show right after I got off stage because they warned him apparently before I got on stage that he talked some shit to me. And then the next comic came on, he started chirping and they were like, fucking horse collar this guy, the fuck out of here. But I mean, how crazy of that, of these people that are like, I'm going to be so mad at a comedy show. Don't go, and I, I think I've said this on the bucket, don't go to a comedy show if you're in a bad mood. We're not... The ones, like, there's there's the we need to laugh right now kind of people. I understand that. But don't go angry to a comedy show with the expectation that we're going to change your mind. At best, we can bring you to even, you know? But we're not going to bring you to joy. Can't bring you to elation. Not if you're starting in the anger station. What the fuck was that that I just said? What was that? That was, I want that. I want that in neon script above my head. I'm going to buy a neon sign that says that. What did I say? You can't, I don't even remember it. I don't even remember it. If you're some about the Alation Anger Station, I mean, that's the name of the episode. If it's not too long, pretty great. I wish Nicole or somebody, anybody was here to hear that. You probably heard it. All right. So, you know, that happened. I wonder if, here's the other thing too. Sometimes I'm like, did I talk about this? And then I could uh, I could throw it to Nicole and she, she has a good memory and she'd be like, no, we didn't talk about this. And I go, great. But then there's other times I'm like, I want to talk about this. And then, but did I talk about it? And I feel bad if I already did. But I don't think I spoke about this because this just happened. There's another crazy crowd work thing that happened to me at New York Comedy Club last week. I was, I'm trying to think of the exact context. Oh yeah, I was talking to this, to this family about um i was talking to this there's two parents and they have their kids there and i go if your kids murdered somebody would you turn them in to the police and 
this dad starts being like, yes, I would. I would turn them in because of this. And the mother's like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think I would. So now there's already like a marital rift that's like, well, this relationship is done. I'm just destroying relationships the week of Christmas is what I'm realizing I'm doing now. And then uh, the kids are there and the kids are shocked because I go, did you know that your dad would turn you in? Did you think that your father would have turned you in if you murdered someone? Because now you know this. And they were like, this is crazy. And the dad literally goes, I hate this, which is, I mean, that's better than don't start, isn't it? I hate this. Never, ever in the 13, what is it, 14 years I've been doing stand-up has anybody, I've heard, I've heard you're not funny. I heard boo. I heard I hate you. I heard, I've never heard I hate this. I hate what's happening here and I don't want it to happen anymore. Stop talking to my family and I. I hate this, which was, I mean, maybe the funniest thing I had ever heard. I laughed directly into his face, just coughed Omnicron all over him and then uh, continued to talk to him and his family for probably another three minutes after that. Because that's, if he would have been like, I love this, talk to me all day, I would have never spoken to him again. That's a good rule of comedy. If someone, if you want people to talk to you, uh, act like you don't, you know? And if you don't want people to talk to you, act like you do, you know? If someone's like, it's my birthday, we're celebrating, talk to us, then guess what? We're not gonna talk to you, you know? So if you're like, I'm actually very afraid and very shy, I don't, don't put me in the front row. I don't want to be spoken to. Just be like, yeah, it's my birthday. I want everyone to talk to us. And we'll go, oh God, I'm not talking to her. She sounds like a fucking nightmare. You know, and then we'll leave her alone, you know? But if you're over there like sheepishly being like, whatever, and then I talk to you and you go, I hate this. Well, guess what? You're now the show. That's what's going to happen. So fucking deal with it, man. You know? I was thinking about how, I think it's because, it's because of the internet for sure. Everyone thinks that they're smart now because we have access to new, and here's the thing, we can be smart. We can be smarter than previous generations because we have access to the internet and all these articles and news and, and you know, uh, scriptures, anything. I mean, we could read so much and learn, but we don't. But we, because just having access to it, we're like, oh, we are smarter. We, we're, we're smart now. But here's the problem. We don't have, our brains don't have the bandwidth to really become experts in anything but like one thing, you know? One, you get one, maybe two things, and your brain is what decides. You don't get to decide. If I'm like, I wanna learn every fucking thing there is about computers and be the smartest computer guy out there, I could try, but if I'm not interested in it, if I find it boring or I get, like tied down in the technical aspects and I don't find it interesting, my brain goes, nope, we're done. We're done here. Pack it up, Johnny. We're moving out. And so that, your brain decides what the thing is. Now we have, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you get lucky and you go, I uh, am obsessed with medicine. And then you go into medicine and then you find something that, you know, uh, makes uh, makes uh, humans live longer. Like all of a sudden the life expectancy is like 20 years longer because of you. Or you'd be like, I'm gonna be, uh, you know, like a, a technological, I'm obsessed with technology. And then all of a sudden you find some super specific thing that no one has ever discovered that helps all of mankind. And then we're good for the rest of our lives. Or sometimes you're an expert in something that matters to no one and in no way furthers your brain or civilization. And that's, what most of us have. We have one specific thing that we know everything about. And for me, I think it's Mario Kart for Nintendo 64. I think that is what I know more about than anything on the planet. I tried to think about this before doing this podcast. I was like, I know a lot about cameras, but not, a, not as much as I know about Mario Kart. I know a lot about drums and music and guitar. Not nearly as much about Mario Kart. I know about video games video games as a whole, but there's just so many of them, not as much. And so I can't help anybody, but I will tell you, like, let's say for instance, you're like, I need help, you know, winning Wario Stadium. Well, then I got you, baby bird. Like, I'll help you out, you know? Like, we're gonna be good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out, I'm gonna tell you exactly what it is. I'll, I'll be able to tell you 
with with 100% accuracy how to win 100% of the times you're on Wario Stadium when you're doing the little when you're doing the little cup you know that's it's one of the best maps you're driving around here's what you got to do you just get the little lightning bolt and you save it you get a lightning bolt early you know maybe even let yourself drift back a couple before you can let people pass you you can go into like six sixth place doesn't matter drift back wait till you get yourself a lightning bolt then you do the first lap don't use it then you do the second lap first off you got to be drifting if you're not drifting around every turn, the one, two, three drift, which gives you a little speed burst at the end of it. If you're not drifting, you're not playing the game. You're, you're an idiot. You're a rookie. You don't know what you're doing. Out of the way. So assuming you're drifting three times around each turn to give yourself a little boost and you have a lightning bolt, which you've been saving, you save that for the third level and then you re- for the third lap. And then you remember when they're going over that big mountain jump, when they're going over that big mountain jump where there's that gap, you press the lightning bolt right before the person who's in first is leading the ramp up to that. Now, you got to time that well, too, because there's two schools of thought in this. And listen, I mean, you have the MIT study and you have the Harvard study on Warrior Stadium. Pick whatever you choose. But you have the one who goes, I want to... Uh, I want to do it right as they're about to go off the ramp. That way, when they get tiny and spin out, they fall down the hole, and then they, they're becoming basically a full lap behind because the lap goes like this and back and around. So if you fall down this hole, now you got to start all over again, and all of a sudden, you're in first, you know? Or you could do the thing where you plant it early in the thing, and then they just have to wait at the bottom of the hill while you go past them. So you can do it either way. I like to do it, the MIT study, when they spin out and fall down, and then all of a sudden now everybody's a full lap behind you, and now you get to go and you get to win. And what you have to avoid doing is running over them, because once you flatten them, they go back to their normal size, and then that's not going to help. So, you know, what I'm saying is, yes, you can be an expert in one thing in your life, and you don't get to choose it. Your brain has chosen it, and for me, it's Mario Kart, and specifically... Wario Stadium. So that's it. That sucks for me. I wish it was internal medicine, but my brain chose Wario Stadium. Mm. Wow. What a fast show so far. Thanks everybody for watching, by the way. You're all great. Happy New Year to us, right? We can't say that anymore. I think it's past, I think it's the first week of January, so I could still say that, but don't stop saying it. Stop saying it. It's over. Um, Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching live, how you doing? What's up? Leave a comment. Uh, and also, I love the people in the live chat. That number's growing every single week. Go into the actual comment section. Just drop a comment while you're watching the live. That always helps. Share it with a friend. Leave a five-star review. You know, check out Here's the Scenario. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash scenario pod. We put up a bonus episode of Snarky every single week based off of just suggestions from our Patreon members. We also put up multiple bonus episodes of Here's a Scenario. Uh, we all put up our stuff early on there as well. It's great. I mean, it, it, there's a lot on there. You can get on there for as little as $5 a month. That helps us all out. And uh, you can come see me live January 20th, just a couple weeks away now. Going to be at Laugh Boston in Boston, Massachusetts. Excited to go there. Get your tickets right now. Get them. Don't wait. Bring a friend. LaughBoston.com or MikeFeeneyComedy.com for tickets. I got a bunch more dates coming up. I'm being in Florida, down in Tampa, doing the uh, Calta Cruise in March. Uh, we also got a show in Pennsylvania. Mike, Brendan, and I do it at the, uh, I, I forgot what it's called, Eminus Theater or something like that. Go to my website, MikeFeeneyComedy.com for dates. Uh, I have a bunch of spots always in the city. You can check my Instagram at I am Mike Feeney across all social media. That's always where I put my city dates because I usually only book like a week out. So I'm not updating my website every week. What's wrong with you? That's too much work. So just uh, go to my Instagram stories. I put them on there. And twitch.tv slash nyfreshmaker. I'm having so much fun playing video games and having people hang out. It's always a good group of people. I'm sure there's an overlap between this group and that group. But uh, yeah, for sure. Get in, get on that. And uh, go follow Nicole. Nicole C. Lyons on social media. The C, as we know, stands for croquis. It also stands for crying and uh, haymakering ex-boyfriends on New Year's Eve. So that's that's very fun. That's very fun. Check out last week's episode to hear that. Wild saga. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get into some other stuff. Oh, because I have questions, too, from you guys. Send an email to snarkypodcast at gmail.com, and then that way uh, I'll get to them, like I'm going to right now. So this one comes from... 
Katie. Thank you very much, Katie, for submitting them. Um, so here's the first one. Again, this is hilarious. A little Christmas theme. So I'm getting to them in the New Year's. Everybody relax, okay? Relax. I'm still talking Christmas. I got to get to these questions. Okay, these goddamn Christmas blow-up yard decorations. Obnoxious when you have one or two. Very obnoxious when your entire yard is filled with them. Why are they so popular? Kind of a trashy decoration. Hmm. I don't see them as trashy, but I do find it very strange. When anybody takes any sort of holiday too seriously, you know, the people who are like, make Halloween a personality, we've talked about that. People who make Christmas, they go way too hard. They put way too much things. I will say this, I respect it, but also I've never felt the urge to destroy more than when I see those blow up Santas, like the ones that have air in them that you know if just just the tiniest, just the tiniest little hole will make that whole thing deflate and not be able to, it'll just be like, just flap in the wind. It'll be like a skin flap all of a sudden. There's something about it that makes me just want to shoot a BB gun into all of them. I really want to destroy them. I don't, but I will, you know? Um, so I don't know. I don't really find them obnoxious, but I do think there is people who, especially the ones that have music playing, and you're like, who wants to hear that? Like, it's nice if you're driving by, but like, if I live next door to you, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. So that to that, we agree, Katie. Mm. And you've sent more. So obviously it's Christmas time. I know, relax, I'm just getting to it. And the office is a weird place to figure out. I just started a job at the beginning of October, and suddenly I've gotten Christmas gifts from coworkers. Fuck. I did not get anything for anyone. I do not know anyone that well. So am I supposed to feel bad now? Do I get people something? I barely know them, and here they are, handling me, handing me gift cards and homemade Christmas treats. Am I the asshole? Now, in this situation, yes. Yes, you are, Katie. Unfortunately, you are. Now, listen, I'm, I understand. This is the rules of society. I don't make them. First off, you should have been doing gifts. The best case scenario is they didn't do gifts and you did gifts because you're the new one in the company. You got to ingratiate yourself. If you show up at a job, you're eight weeks in and you're giving out fucking homemade Christmas treats and all these other like, I don't think you should get gift cards. That's crazy because you're like, who knows? I guess an Amazon gift card works for anybody. But like, but if you give out little like homemade treats and a nice card and a little thing, that a Starbucks gift card for $5, even something like that, people are going to be like, yo, this woman is awesome. And she's only been here a few weeks. She was under no obligation to get it. Now, worst case scenario, you did nothing. They did something. So now you're hung out to dry. And I guarantee you're, you're on the outs with this company. I guarantee these coworkers are like, yeah, I didn't want to get her anything. I don't know her. She's fucking new here. So I, but I got her something anyway. And she doesn't even get me a fucking card. Like you gotta, you gotta make, I know we're in January now, but maybe you can just lie and be like, sorry, I had like Delta brain from the variant and I, I had brain fog, but now I remembered I did make you guys stuff. And then you come in and buy lunch for everybody or something like that. That's the move, I think. Um, that's what I did one time. It was the best advice I ever got. When I used to work in sales and I worked for a beer company, when you would have, I worked for a beer distributor, you would have the, you know, I'm the sales guy, so I'm going in there talking to people. I'm the face, baby, face of the company. And then you have the truck drivers and they are union workers. They are just, you know, they get there at 4 a.m., start filling up, loading up a truck, very physical work, demanding, putting all these, dragging 100, a keg is 187 pounds. So they're dragging all of these kegs down basements, up flights of stairs. It's a nightmare of a job, right? And they would have a cell phone number, but you might as well throw a bottle into the ocean and hope that your truck driver's found it. They, nobody in the company had truck drivers they could get in contact with in a moment's notice. Because a lot of bars would always be like, where is my delivery? Where is my delivery? 
They'd be very upset. They'd be very upset. And there's no way you can contact them. So you'd have to contact the office. And then the office would be like, we'll reach out to them. And then they'd call you back. And they'd be like, they're on the way, which it's like, cool, you know? So what the person who was who I was replacing told me, he was like, you should take care of them in the beginning. Like, hook them up, buy them lunch or something like that. So we were in Brooklyn. We were I, One of my old places I used to sell beer to was that place Grimaldi's. Famous pizza spot down in Dumbo. And the first week on the job, I happened to be there while my guys were delivering beer to them. And I go, hey, guess what? I'm buying you guys. There's only three of them. I go, I'm buying you guys two pies. Let's go. Like, I'll get you a pie, whatever you want on it. Let's go. And I bought them two, two pies of pizza. Spent that out of my own money. It was like, whatever. It was like four. Here's the thing. I don't even think that the, the, the account charged me because I told them, that I was buying it for my truck drivers. And I think they were just like, what an incredible guy you are. Let me buy more beer from you first off. So you're like already a win. And then I give them to my truck drivers and they couldn't believe it. They were like, nobody's ever gotten lunch. for This is so nice. Thank you so much. And they eat the lunch. From there on out, my goddamn boys. Okay. And one of them, they were like a father and son. And then another guy. Well, the, the father, I don't, I still to this day, don't think, spoke, or understand a word of English. Not, not one. But he'd always be like, hey, 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 okay. Like, you know, he didn't know what was going on. But they were, anytime I called them, on the second ring, they were like, Mike, what's up, bro? Like, they fucking were the best. And all that cost was the price of a, of a pie, of a pizza pie. So to that, a little bit goes a long way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So uh, if that's what you got to do, Maybe that's what you do, you know? That's, I think, your answer, Katie. I just figured it out for you. You buy everybody a pizza. You know, buy pizza for the office one day. Buy like five, I don't know how big your office is. Buy five pies, you know? It's better to have too much than too little. Buy five pies. That's gonna put you out a hundred bucks or something like that. That way you go, hey, I'm sorry. I was new here. I wasn't sure the protocol for gift giving. I wanted to get you guys something, but I didn't want to make you guys feel uncomfortable if you didn't get me something. So, but then you guys did get me something. So here's what I'm going to do. Lunch is on me. I got pepperoni. I got vegetarian. I got regular. I got the grandma pie and I got mushrooms and peppers. If you're a fucking weirdo, then go enjoy that one. And then you figure out who's eating the mushrooms and peppers one. And then you make sure you become allies with them because they will try and shoot up the office. So you do that and then you've got it all set up. So I think I think I figured out your problem. Is this just gonna become like um what's that what's that woman name? Ask Ask Annie, ask something, ask Betty. Who's the woman who had the the self-help, the help column? Ask something. I don't even know how to look that up. Uh, the advice column in newspaper. I'm like saying it to my thing, ask the expert. It'll never come up. God damn it. I wish Nicole was here This just for this moment because you guys are screaming at your thing and I'm going to be really mad when someone comments. Obviously, it's like, ask Ann Alice or some fucking dumb... I give up. Forget it. Who gives a shit? Um, so that's that and that's great. Thank you very much. But get your gifts. Get the pie. Get it for the office. Tell me how that goes. I bet you're going to be all set. All right? And again, you can send podcasts, I mean, you can send questions and topics and stuff to, or just things you need me to answer, like that. Like workplace dramas at snarkypodcast at gmail.com. Here's a story Nicole sent me, which I thought was pretty crazy. A man had a meltdown in a bakery about their gingerbread person. It's a genderless treat. So they changed the name of it from gingerbread man to gingerbread person because they wanted to be inclusive. Now, I want to be on his side. I do. I, do. I know nothing about him, but I want to be on his side because it's utterly ridiculous when you think about it, where they're like, well, let's not alienate anybody. Let's call it a person, not a man. But if this guy had a public meltdown, about a cookie, then I'm probably on the wrong side of history, you know? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna not be on it. But here's the thing, I'm the most mad at the fact that it's now, that they changed it to person. Like, if you're not gonna have it be gingerbread man, 
and you want to make it more inclusive and you don't want to put a label on it because you're not sure if the gingerbread person identifies as man or woman or pan or a zebra, then you should just call it a gingerbread treat, right? Like, why are we still calling it a person? Because not a person, so weird, but also a treat. So call it that. Like, just don't call it a man or a woman or a person. Don't change it to person. Person is so weird. And we have a book about it. Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me on the gingerbread man. Gingerbread man. It's the name of a book. It's a literary work. You know, like that's what it's named. It's just gingerbread man. He's running. He's doing his thing. Don't change it to person. It's so weird because they're not, they're not a person at all. It's a cookie, you know? So, um, I don't really have a point to that besides the fact that it's it's so weird. I'm not on that guy's side because he had a public meltdown and I'm sure he probably said some real crazy stuff and probably went to his truck and got a flag and started waving it back and forth like goddamn Hulk Hogan or something. But um, I will say that's, I, I the, the fact that it's a person would give me a real, oh brother, eye roll sort of moment. So you know what? Fuck that bakery. Fuck that person, that bakery. Okay? Uh, fuck that person, that bakery, for for doing that. That's our first one of 2022. Fuck that person, that bakery. Okay? Just call it a gingerbread treat. That guy was right to be angry, but was too angry, and for the wrong reasons, I'm sure. Okay? So... This is somehow getting better as I drink more of it. Um, now, this is also, there's a couple stories here Nicole sent me that I, I, I can't even believe are true. And, I, and I'm trying to think of which ones. So there was a Florida man. So already buckle in because, you know, uh, a Florida man with drugs around his penis denies they're his. So this man was carrying drugs. Let me just, it, it, here's a part of the story. You hear that part of it and you go, what? He, what? And then I start telling you the details and you're like, well, of course. What were the drugs? Meth. Of course. Florida. Of course. What time was that? 4 a.m. Of course. Okay. And then not in the headline is that, but in the actual story, in a real thing, he had a loose gun just under the seat. So, uh, of course. But also, who searches someone's penis? Like, how did you, like, on the pat down, right? Like, how secure... Like, did he rubber band them to his shaft? And then he's like, that's it. Because I feel like if you're going to have like a little, you know, heroin bag of meth or something, right? A little ball, which you'd want to do, I'd assume. You put it underneath the shaft, resting on top of the balls. That way it's kind of like in between. So if, if they do pat you down expertly, they're just going to think you have testicular cancer or some sort of thing like that. Unless he just had it like a giant one pound bag around his dick. But it says it was around his penis. So I'm picturing like like a cock ring of meth. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. But I don't even understand who searches someone's. How did it get to that part where someone stops you at 4 a.m. and they go, hey, how's it going? Good. I have drugs on my penis. Shit. No, I mean, good officer. How are you? Like, how did it get? to that moment and the guy got arrested but he still claims that the drugs aren't his how about that i'm holding it for a friend defense with mess with meth with meth around your penis i don't know why that was a tongue twister for me I'm sure it has nothing to do with this drink that's almost done mm. but real fun another one cannabis company has baked the world's largest pot brownie. This is like a classic, what the fuck are we even doing this for sort of situation, but it weighs 850 pounds. 
and contains 20,000 milligrams of THC. 20,000, all right? Now, I know every dude in college is like, Fuck yeah, bro. Let me at it. I'll fucking eat that up. And they sent tagging all their boys like, yo, Johnny, Tommy Bacardi, we're going to do this on Friday night. Like everybody is going to be like, I'll take a shot at it. You know? And you're like, I, that's what I hate about pot culture is this like, you know, drinking culture, I think rightfully so, gets labeled as like an alpha, like, crush a beer on your head, I'm gonna do a beer funnel, I'm gonna like pound whiskey, I'm gonna like, yeah, like look how much I can tolerate. What no one talks about is those exact people stop drinking and smoke pot and become that, and are that person anyway. They're like, I'll smoke nine blunts, I'll smoke, their, give me 20,000 milligrams of brownie, dude. I'll fucking do it, I'm not a fucking puss. And you're like, that's, doesn't make you a puss to not have that. It makes you not a person who's going to have a psychotic break because that's what you're going to have. You know, like you just, you need to be smart about your life. And, and, and I hate, I hate that this was made because what are they going to do with it? Are they going to break it up into 40,000 little tiny pieces and give it to the people or are, who's eating it? No one can eat that. You've wasted an incredible amount of pot and brownie mixture for that matter. For that batter. Ha <laughs> that's fun. Um, but I don't even understand who it's for. I don't understand what the point of it is. I feel like the point of it was to make headlines on Instagram. You know, like that, that feels like it's a slow day at the Daily Mail and we live in Biloxi and let's do this to get publicity for our bakery. And then that way, for the rest of time, when potheads roll into our small fucking town, they're going to come by and go, you're the guy who did the brownie, man. And then they'll go, sure did, dude. And then you go, whoa, do you still, like, have it? And then they'll go, no, brownies spoil and harden in less than a week. And then they go, whoa, poor thinking, you know? And then that's how that'll go. And I think that's exactly how it'll go. And there is no other option uh, in my mind. <laughs> Now, I got one last story here. And I just want to, you know, I'm not a guy who pats himself on the back very much, but I do want to pat myself on the back very much for making it through two episodes all alone, no Nicole, multiple drinks, doing the, there's a great chance that one of these aren't recording. I'll be honest. So maybe I shouldn't pat myself on the back this early. I mean, I don't know if the audio is recording. I see a red light. That could mean, like, warning, this isn't recording. For the love of God, don't keep talking into it because you're screwed. Um, but if, that, if this sounds terrible, now you know why. But if it doesn't, then that for me, right? I did it. Um, but we still need Nicole to edit it. Keep editing. Uh, now, here we go. Last news story. Florida man kicked off a flight after wearing women's panties as a mask. Now, another person that I'm pretty sure, I'm not pretty sure, I'm very sure, was doing it for internet fame. Because, I mean, he could, first off, he could have wore his underpants. He could have wore men's underpants, but he's like, I'm going to wear panties. Because I'm fucking, you know what I'm saying? I'm a bro. I'm going to get in there. I want you to know that I fuck. You know, like that's the kind of a thing that this guy was doing. And he got kicked off the plane. And he was like, I don't even understand why. And it's like, well, also, you wore like the kind of women's underwear that is like see-through. It's like sheer. You're like, that. it wouldn't protect you even if it was a man. You know what I mean? If If he had those giant grandma panties that women have every woman has like two to three those are like the period panties like i'm gonna keep these for that one week a month and they're just gonna be like that weird skin tone but like not your never your skin tone but like flesh colored 
not so gross. People say, like, you could say, like, oh, it's like a skin tone thing. And you're like, that's okay. But they're like, this is a flesh colored necklace. You're like, ugh, what is, it, is it made out of necklaces of people? What is it? Um, but he definitely was like, I'm going to choose to wear like hot panties. You should have just wore giant grandma panties. You could have wrapped it around three times on your head. You wouldn't be able to breathe. And then that way you wouldn't have got kicked off the plane. But it's such a show. You know, these people make such a show of every, everybody's got to have some sort of like, and then there's, this is the worst part about it. It gets talked about. I mean, I'm talking about on a podcast weeks after it happened, probably. But by the time this comes out, for sure. But people are going to go, are going to defend this man. And they go, that's his right. You shouldn't make this man. It's going to somehow, um, an idiot putting women's sheer panties on his face is going to turn into a debate about freedom. That's where we are in this country where people are going to go, So one person is all it takes to go, hey man, good for you. You shouldn't have to wear one if you don't want to. And it's like, that's not the conversation anymore, okay? Nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to wear a mask. No one. Even the people who advocate for you wearing a mask, they don't want to wear one. They just think you should. So we're past, should we wear a mask? And we're past wanting to wear a mask. Where we are is, you're on a plane, you gotta wear the mask. Does it suck? Yeah. Are there ways around it? Sure are. Get a drink. Be drinking the entire time. If you never stop drinking, you never have to wear the mask. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. What's your fucking problem? Learn how to live around the rules. I'm so sick of people. Do all of you drive 30 miles an hour in residential areas and 55 miles an hour on the highway or whatever the posted speed limit is? Do you drive that exact amount? Do you drive that exact amount? Or do you drive 55? Uh, if it's 55, you drive 65. Or you drive uh, 35. If it's 30, do you drive a little bit over? Of course you do. Now, when you get caught doing going over that, do you argue that America should be free to go 140 on residential streets? And do you, should you say, I, everybody wants to drive 30 miles an hour? No. But guess what? We've decided. As a society, this is just what's got to happen to keep people safe for now. So until that gets fixed, let's just learn how to live around the rules, okay? I'm not saying wear your mask all the time. I'm saying if it says to wear the mask, put the mask on and then find a way around it. Like, for instance, get a drink, get some food do something else. You know what I mean? Like, uh, again, I don't know. There's, there's ways to get around. Pretend like you have some sort of itch where you have to keep pulling it down. For There's ways around this, gang. You just got to be a little creative. Don't just be like, you're punished to wear a mask and it's just got to fucking be on your face. You could find ways. I mean, it's like, you know, how fucking hard is this? Just fucking, you know? You know? Anyway, um, I think that's the show. I think I made a really good analogy and then it got lost in me kind of just trailing off into muttering nonsense. But I think, you know, uh, on its surface, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good point. Went all down my neck, all down my shirt. And I whistled like, did you hear my teeth whistle? Like I was an 80 year old man. I went whistled down my shirt. <laughs> all right, I do have to, I should have brought a straw. Well, that's the end of the drink, folks. You know what that means. Our time here is done. But I want to, uh, first off, thank you guys for watching. I want to, uh, you know, wish wish you all well in this coming year. I hope that uh, next week we'll be joined back with Nicole. This has been the first ever uh, solo cast, drunk cast of Snarky. And I got to be honest, I think what is one of my best ones yet, although... I'm kind of having a hard time remembering what I recorded this episode or record. I might have liked last episode a lot. And then this is just kind of like the blur episode. But either way, you guys will let me know, I'm sure. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for leaving a review. Thanks for going to watch uh, my other stuff on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mike Feeney Comedy. See you next week.